Hey, Story Pillar friends. It's me, Meg. Grownups. If you and your family love listening to Story Pillar, hold on to your knee pits, as Sneak would say, because pretty soon you can wear Story Pillar. Sneak, Bean, and I have been hard at work putting together an online Story Pillar store with t shirts and mugs and even a puzzle, but maybe don't try to wear those last two. <laughs> Keep your ears peeled for the Story Pillar online store link coming soon in February 2024. Okay, ready for the show? Hey, I'm so happy you're back for season three of Story Pillar. I'm Meg, a human person. Uh, and that sneak, uh, he's a caterpillar with red sneakers. An undying love for giant chickens. Ooh, and trumpet skits. That monkey sweat came from a big solo. Um, why are you playing the trumpet? Oh, and does Sparky have bagpipes? I like wish I could say you're wrong, Meg, but I can't. Oh, hey, Bean. I didn't hear you come in over all the beautiful music. Hey, Meg. Um, so Sneak and Sparky, like, decided to join band and won't stop practicing. But hold on a sec. OMG, it's a giant bag of chocolate pizza-flavored gummy centipedes. <gasps> Sweet baby pine cones. Get in my tummy, you yummy gummies. Looks like you're done with those. <gasps> Get my trumpet out from under your beanie butt. Okay, um, now that we can hear a little better, let's finish introductions. Hey, I'm Bean. I'm a butterfly, and I like wear a yellow hat. Um, and I would definitely rather have a butt trumpet than let my eardrums explode into six trillion pieces. (laughs) Okay, well, now that you know who we are, this is Story Story Hey, how did you even get that? I feel a story coming on. Wonder where we'll end up today. We'll blast around the world. We'll sneak and be leading the way. Go, Story Pillar. We're in this together. No stopping us full speed ahead. Hey everyone, welcome to the very first episode of Story Pillars Season 3. We're so happy to be back with you and can't wait to tackle even more sticky situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up advice from you, our listeners. And rescue trumpets from unsuspecting butterfly butts. (laughs) Sneak, stop stealing your annoying instruments back. There. Fish farts. <laughs> I think it's time to check in with our listeners and find out what sticky situation we're tackling first in season three. Ready? Okay, listeners, how are you feeling today?
theories, someone said they felt like a boot. <laughs> like, whoa, look at me. I'm a boot. I'm so cute. And I toot. <laughs> Ew, sneak. Boots don't fart. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, I also heard a listener say that they're feeling unappreciated. Um, kind of like you were feeling the other day, Sneak, with your friend Layla, remember? Oh, what happened with Layla? Well, chicken show, last Monday was my friend Layla's birthday, and me and Sparky stayed up all night making her the most fantastic space warrior bunny ninja detective birthday card, and Sparky even used glow-in-the-dark scratchy snippy glitter for the smushed zombie carrots. But when we gave it to Layla the next day, she just looked at it and said, Oh, thanks, I guess. And then crumpled it up and stuffed it into her lunchbox like she didn't even care at all. Oh, Sneak. That's really rough. Yeah, that's like pretty messed up. But at least we have our sticky situation for this week. What do you do when you're feeling unappreciated or taken for granted? Hold the phony pony. That means it's story time. (laughs) Yep. Okay, this week we're traveling to Mongolia, a country in East Asia bordered by Russia to the north and China to the south. Yeah, and like Mongolia has like a but jillion amazing things like gares, which are these houses that nomads or people who move from place to place according to the season live in. They have a lot of the stuff that your house has, but families can take gares apart in about an hour and then set it all back up in less than three hours. Oh, and some Mongolians even train golden eagles to hunt for them. I mean, Holy cheese balls, how cool is that? Cooler than a cootie on a cuckoo cracker. <laughs> I talked all about it on my sneak attack last week and about yaks, which are these unleashed-tastic animals that kind of look like a teddy bear mixed with a cow wrapped inside of a woolly mammoth, and they have two layers of fur that help them survive in temperatures as low as 40 degrees below zero. (gasps) Holy frozen foot fingers! Before we start the story, many people in Mongolia speak Mongolian, and I'm pretty sure that Sambanu is one way of saying hello. Wanna try? Sambanu! Sambanu. Yep, listeners, your turn. That sounds great. Okay, rocket time sneak. Safety first. And countdown. Three, two, one, blast off. Friends Are Not Sweaters by Meg Lewis, adapted from The Wife Who Loved Butter, a Mongolian folktale. Well, 
Fancy meeting you here, little lady, Clara snorted at the sharp beak and wide caramel eyes peeking at her through a tangle of yak fur. <sighs> there was a riot of cinnamon and gold as the magnificent eagle her grandfather had given her on her 10th birthday pumped his wings and doffed an imaginary cowboy hat. Looks like you lassoed up some fine-looking grub, if you don't mind me saying so, ma'am. <laughs> Ew, Alton, it's literally poop. Clara wrinkled her nose and tugged her long, dark braid out of the wind's greedy fingers. She scraped another flaky brown clump off the ground and tossed it into the nearly full basket with a grimace. Ugh, yuck. And you're not a cowboy. <gasps> what? kind of fiddle-faddle is that? Alton leaned over the woolly back of an animal the same size and shape as the abominable snowman. Now you looky here, ma'am, you're fixing to rumble with the wrong rattlesnake. (coughs) Quit it, Alton. Kara rolled her eyes, then scratched behind her favorite yak's curved horn. Ew, moon, gross. She giggled (laughs) as the shaggy creature snorted a fine mist of boogers directly into her eyeballs before attempting to eat her ear. Besides, Alton, you're a bird. You're not even supposed to, like, talk. Well, now, ma'am, all animals can talk. You can't blame this here cowboy if you're the only one fixing to listen. (laughs) Alton flashed her a beaky smile. Uh, lucky me? She frowned up at the heavy gray clouds barreling towards them. Hmm. Anyway, we're not gonna beat the snow if we don't leave, like, right now. (gasps) Go home? Have you lost your lassos? Alton threw open his wings and leapt onto a gust of wind. We've still got stallions to rope, mustangs to wrangle, a whole wild blue. His eyes flicked to the wispy stepgrass dancing frantically around them. Brown yonder to explore. He shot past a straight cloud, dipping and twirling as if atop the world's fiercest bucking bronco. Yee-haw! Let's ride! I'm serious, Elton! Kara watched a snowflake land on Moon's ear and scanned the bumpy hills for the smooth round dome of her grandfather's gear. We weren't even supposed to go anywhere, and now I can't even see our house. She heaved the basket of yak dung, even with the weather-beaten saddle. Yippee-ki-yay, I'm a cowboy! Hey, a little help? Well, now hold your horseshoes, partner. Alton whooshed down next to her, eyes bright and smelling of unshed snowflakes, then bent to secure the strap with his black-tipped beak. He winked. Much obliged, ma'am. Ugh, stop that. We've got to go, like now. Do you want to miss New Year's? Her stomach growled, and she could practically taste the warm milk and plump little dumplings her grandmother was likely already preparing. (gasps) Miss New Year's? You've gone plum coyote crazy. Alton hopped onto Moon's shoulder, instantly sinking to his chest feathers in fluff. Nothing keeps a half-starved cowboy eagle from his grub. Not even a... An earthquake-inducing sneeze exploded beneath his talons, pitching him face-first into the very full dung basket. Ew, 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 get it off! Ew! Kara grinned at her wildly flapping friend and reached for the yak's halter. Come on, Moony. She tugged Moon into a slow gamble towards home. 
Come on, Eagle Eye Jones. Uh, I think them ponies are gonna have to wait for another sunrise. Galloping, go for guts! Alton perched on the rocking saddle and did his best to sweep the dried poop flakes out of his eyeballs. Well, giddy up then. Let's ride. Come on, little moonbeam. Not too much farther, I hope. Kara bent into a gust of wind as solid as a wall and eyed the whirlwind of flurries quickly turning the sky a fierce, blinding white. Hey, old hoss, look at here. <laughs> Alton's face sprouted from just below Moon's left shooter. I can't. Feel a darn tootin' thing from way down here. He turned and dove, instantly swallowed whole by a cloud of fur. Alton, get out of there. Moon is not a sweater. You got that right, partner? More like a giant walking yak jacket. <laughs> Seriously, get out. Why should Moon have to- oh! Her boots connected with something solid and she bent to study a small, trembling fox. Oh, poor little critter. Feathers tickled her ear as Alton peered out of his woolly hideout, then flung his wings wide. Well, you're in luck, little pup. There's plenty of room in this here moon cocoon. <laughs> no, Alton. She's already, like, lugging you. Kara lifted the terrified animal and eyed Moon, who despite the howling blizzard was happily licking snowflakes off her own nose. I mean, it's not very big. Kara laid the half-frozen bundle under Alton's wing, then leaned close to the yak's frost-tipped ear. You don't mind, do you, girl? She whispered, then whirled and glared. Just don't eat it, okay? Eat it? <gasps> it's nothing but rogue-killing cactus jerky for a real cowboy. Now, punt those hairy hoos toward the sunset and let's ride. Giddy up! Kara closed her eyes. She blew out a breath and set off once more. Come on. Into what felt like the snowstorm of doom. After hours of dodging the icy needles stabbing down from the sky, Kara was convinced her face might actually fall off. Whoa, girl. She pulled Moon to a stop and crouched, panting like a racehorse and hiding from the wind. Suddenly, a pitiful bleat cut through the storm. Ah! It's the headless horse howler of haunted hooligan rock! The fox squeaked an alarm as Alton clamped his wings around it and burrowed deeper into their cozy nest. Uh, I'm pretty sure it has a head. Kara dropped to all fours and scooted over the frigid rocks as the noise came again. Oh, her nose slammed into a stubby black antler and she fell back in surprise, digging furiously with her mittens at the squeaking mound of snow. Did it eat your face? Baby antelopes don't eat faces. Oh. She pressed the fawn against her chest and scuttled back toward shelter. You can ride with me. But before she could even unzip her coat, two wings snatched the animal right out of her arms. Well, howdy there, half pint. Mm -hmm. There was a scramble of talons as Alton plopped the newcomer next to the fox, contentedly licking the ice from its paws. Alton... Kara held her breath as Moon shifted the extra weight and leaned precariously to one side like a fluffy, half-melted scoop of ice cream. Save 
what I tell you? There's a whole bootload of room under this full moon. <laughs> he spat out a mouthful of foxtail and pushed an antelope horn out of his wing pit. Uh, you'd better hope so. Kara took her place next to Moon's ice-coated horns. Come on, girl. For the first time, wondering if they would actually ever make it home. Well, slap my spurs and call me busy. Alton's head poked up from Moon's back like a feathery periscope. Home sweet home, everybody. <sighs> what are you talking about? Kara squinted through the relentless snowflakes at what appeared to be her grandfather's fence. <gasps> her heart leapt. She stopped and studied the clump of snow crowning the nearest rail. I don't think... This is a f- Whoa. She landed hard on her bottom as the post unfurled its neck and opened its eyes. <gasps> what? How? She gawked at the line of white-naped cranes coming into focus, long legs frozen stiff and quivering with fatigue. Poor things. I wish we could take you with us, but easy as cake on a corn cob. We'll just move this over here. Alton's bunkmates snorted in their sleep as he scooped out a fresh fur tunnel and turned toward Kara with open wings. There, all aboard the Wild West Express Nest. Kara tried to imagine cramming 12 human-sized birds into her exhausted <sighs> friend. No, Alton. She sank onto her heels and felt Moon, who looked like a giant fuzzy snowball with legs, sit firmly down next to her. Come on now, it's just a little snow, right? <laughs> he cautiously poked a wing out of his toasty den, then ow, snapped ow, it ow, back ow, like ow. a rubber band as a blast of flurries instantly frosted it white. Look around, Alton. We can't. She can't. Moon curled her body into a shaggy horseshoe, and Kara huddled closer. All we can do is sit here and wait for Grandfather to find us. We don't have a choice. Alton eyed the blizzard shrieking around them, its size and ferocity actually registering for the first time. Holy yak crackers. He gulped, Shoot. dropped his eyes to the weary animal who had so willingly shielded him from the storm and reached a grateful pat through the layers of matted fur. Welp, old eagle-eyed Jones got you into this here kerfuffle, and I'll be a roadrunner's lunch if I can't get you out of it. There was a loud creak and the unmistakable plop of frozen yak droppings. Yee-haw! <gasps> Kara gasped as Alton whooshed past the upturned gun basket flung over his head, only partially shielding him from the wind. Sit tight, partner. This here cowboy's gonna rope you a rescue. Giddy up. Let's ride. Woo! Frozen fart feathers. Kara giggled softly and watched her brave friend careen out of sight. You know, I think he just might make it. Go, 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 go. <laughs> 1,094, 1,095, 1,096, 
<sighs> Kara paused her counting just long enough to knock the icicles from Moon's chin. She scoured the shimmering hillsides, relieved she could actually see more than three feet in front of her, and held her breath. The storm had finally given up its tantrum, but there was no triumphant screech, no golden flash of wings, just empty, non-eagle, cowboy-filled snow. Her heart sank to the blocks of ice that used to be her toes, but she forced a smile and leaned against Moon's side. Hold on there, partner. She shuffled a pointy beak away from the fox dozing in her lap. Eagle eyes coming for ya. Sure as a sunburn on a scorpion? Kara swung an imaginary lasso high above her head. Giddy up, let's ride. Giddy up, let's ride. Kara jumped Yeehaw! at the sudden echo. Wait, what? Eagle eye? I mean, Elton? Yeehaw! Her jaw dropped open as Moon bellowed an ecstatic welcome to the proud, half-frozen eagle bouncing triumphantly toward them atop a shaggy step pony. Fancy meeting you here, little lady. <laughs> Alton winked, then yelped. <laughs> as Kara leapt up and crushed him to her chest. I, I can't believe you made it, like somehow actually made it. <laughs> she tucked the shivering bird into her coat and giggled as he wriggled and gasped and burrowed into her armpit. <laughs> Almost didn't. A low chuckle rumbled from under her grandfather's fur collar. Rose and solid and croaking like a sick camel when it came crashing through the roof. Can't quite hear him the way you do, little cloud, but I figured you could probably do with some help. He bent to dig Moon's harness strap out of the snow. <gasps> Cackling coyotes are nearly forgot. Alton disappeared into the sturdy cart where Kara's grandfather was settling the first of their rescued passengers, then fluttered back, a brilliant blue scarf cascading from his beak. Thank you kindly, Mooney Tooney. You're the true hero. He wrapped his gift around the massive yak's shoulders and planted a kiss on her nose. Moon immediately snorted a stream of drool into his open beak. Alton shot off to safety, majestic wings shining like true gold as the sun peeked past the few remaining snow clouds. <laughs> hey, look! Kara laughed and nodded at the sunrise. Happy New Year! Well, you can call me a lizard's uncle. Would you look at that? <laughs> Alton settled himself on her shoulder and grinned. Happy New Year, partner. Mm -hmm. Here's to good friends and warm sweaters. She narrowed her eyes and poked the tuft of feathers tickling her ear. But, like, not friends who are sweaters. Yee-haw, you said it, partner. Alton raised a wing and threw another kiss Moon's way. Now, get it up. Let's ride. <laughs> the end. So, what did you think? Just a tooth sneak and sparky tooth toes are ready to ride. Ooh, maybe we can even play our instruments while we're galloping around with Alton and Moon and Kara. <gasps> oh, wow. It, like, says here that yaks are allergic to music. Darn. No! <laughs> <laughs> At least now we can actually focus on the story. Oh, yeah. I thought it was 
really sweetie meaty weedy of Moon to let Alton use her as a giant walking sweater tent? Yeah, but it was also cool that, like, Kara was actually brave enough to, like, call Alton out on taking advantage of their friend. She was just like, no, this isn't fair. Exactly, bootly And then Alton was like, hopping horse hairnets, I've been acting like a fish fart. <laughs> okay, so now we've got at least one unstick trick for when you're feeling taken for granted. Set a boundary and like, speak up calmly and firmly about how you're feeling. Holy frozen fox fingers, now it's time for even more unsticky trickies. Yep, let's check in with our friends, Jimmy. Jamie, and Jaina to see what they recommend. Hi, my name is Jamie, and I'm eight years old. Hi, my name is Jimmy, and I'm also eight years old. And something I do when I'm feeling unappreciated is just take some time to get your anger out, maybe punch a pillow, scream at the moon, scream into a pillow, and then go talk to the person that made you feel bad. What would you do, Jimmy? I would do a lot of the same things, but I would tell a grown-up. And when I get um, angry when I'm unappreciated, I sometimes like to just go to my room, have some alone time, sit on my bed, maybe look out the window. Yeah, me too. Looks like we think the same. Yeah. Bye. See ya. And here's how Dana would show appreciation. Hi, my name's Jaina. I'm four years old. When someone's nice to me, I give them a hug or a candy. Is that how you say thank you to them? Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Those were, like, pretty good ideas. Um, I think Kara, Moon, and Alton would definitely approve. Yeah, but Rooney Toonie, thanks, Jimmy, Jamie, and Jaina. <laughs> yes. Thank you for helping us start off Season 3 with some pretty great advice. Okay, listeners, if you have an unstick trick you use when you're feeling unappreciated, we'd love to hear about it. Send your grown-ups to storypillar.com slash unstick tricks. Okay, that's it. We finished our very first episode of Story Pillar Season 3. Well, you ain't my yappy little yak yarn, so high five! Blam! Uh, you don't have yak yarn. But I do have a trumpet. <laughs> Sneak! <laughs> Okay, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We'll have new full episodes every other Monday and mini episodes. (gasps) Sneak attacks! And banometer checks. On the weeks between. Grown-ups, if your child has a story suggestion or an unstick trick to share, shoot us an email at info at storypillar.com. Please also remember to subscribe, rate, and leave a gold star review wherever you love listening. And keep your ears peeled for the debut of our online Story Pillar store. We'll send the link your way as soon as it's ready. As always, a giant thank you to Andy Job and Susanna Bridges for their work on our theme song and to you, our listeners, for helping us kick off another fantastic season of Story Pillar. And grown-ups, don't forget to lasso your yakko and trot on over to Insectagram. Uh, 
Our handle is at sign StoryPillar. You can also follow Mackenzie Allison, who does our awesome episode cover art at mkallisonart, or check out mkallisonart.com. Okay, ready to say goodbye? Bye! I love you! Bye. Come back next time if you want to. Bye, everyone. Remember, feeling unappreciated is tough. Try speaking up in a calm, firm voice about how you're feeling. Or, like Jimmy, Jamie, and Jaina suggested, find a way to get your anger out. Take some time alone to calm down. Or remind the other person of ways to show appreciation. Whatever you choose, you got this. And we'll be here cheering you on.